Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, we need you at this hour, oh God. We we come before you. I come before you, Father God. I've been before you all day. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let your anointing destroy every yoke and remove every burden in our lives today, Father. We trust you, Father, at this hour in our life. We cry out to you, Father God. We need you, O oh God. The enemy is so cunning. He's malicious. He don't care. And as the body of believers, as saints, brothers and sisters in the faith, we have to cross over to live in a supernatural state and get out of this soulless realm. Because as long as we stay in this soulless realm, we're not going to treat each other right. We're not going to talk to each other right. We're going to handle each other like we on the street and not realizing that we queens and kings of the Most High God. Father God, we need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you to help me bring forth these messages because the attacks are hard. The attacks is coming. The attacks is tremendously. The attacks are hurtful. I need your strength, Father. I need your strength. I thank you, Lord God, that you've been comforting me and talking to me all day. So, Father God, I ask that I decrease and you increase the words that come out of these lips of clay. Let them be your words, oh God. Let them be your words, Father God. So somebody that's in on this internet feed could be saved, could be delivered. That suicide will be far away from them. The murdering spirit be far away from them. The prideful spirit will be way far from them. The narcissistic spirit will be far away from them. And in return, we bind them up and cast it out. And then we release, we will loose the precious Holy Spirit to fill that empty place with love and kindness and gentleness. Long-suffering. Peace. Father, this is my prayer, Father, for not only myself, but for your people, oh God. I thank you for the precious blood of Yahshua that's covering us from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. I thank you that the diamond head of protection is over everyone that's watching, Father. I thank you, Father God, that all demonic forces... They have ears to hear. I command you to leave now in Jesus' name. Jesus of Nazareth that died and rose and ascended and coming back in the name of Jesus. I am proclaiming that Lord because they have many lords out here now. They have many gods. And I want you to know that I know what Lord I'm serving. There's only one God. One faith, one baptism. That's the Lord I'm serving. That's the Lord I'm standing on. That's the Lord I'm proclaiming. 
Yahshua HaMashiach, the Messiah. And I release the precious anointing in the blood of Jesus over the airwaves right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you that the hearts are open and ready to receive what you have. Father God, you told us last week, it don't matter what you're doing per se for the kingdom. Because at the end of our life, will God know you? Or will he say, depart from me because I never knew you? So to make sure and to live in this flow of the Holy Ghost, that we always be mindful of our hearts. How can you be mindful of your heart? Well, you can do a, a check. You got a checklist for everything else. We got a checklist on our goals we want to reach today. Our goals where we want to be one, two, three years. We have this personal list, our achievement list, our uh, career list. But what about God checklists? What about checking out our hearts and our attitude? How we could just say things to people and talk to people any kind of way. And the worst horrific thing of all, that we are in the body of Christ. And we have to each other like we in the street somewhere. We don't even reverence each other as anointed women and men of God. And we allow the enemy to come in and use privileged little petty stuff. To puff yourself up to make you seem like you you got it going on. No, you don't have it going on. No, you don't. Because Jesus would never. Jesus, even in the midst of Judas sitting at the table, he already knew he was going to deceive him. He still greeted him with love and told him, whatever you have to do, do it quickly. He didn't curse out Judas. He didn't want to punch Judas in the face. He didn't want to kick him out. Matter of fact, throw him out. Whatever you want to do, do it quickly. Why we as a body of believers, we want to preach love. We want to build churches. We want to build platforms. We want to build, build, build. I want a big church. I want a debt-free this and debt-free that. We forget we're the building. We're supposed to be building this up. Fortifying our minds. Transforming our minds. Not being conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And remind you, the Holy Spirit had me up all day. Oh, Jesus. Renewing. Becoming. That's that ING 
it just don't stop. That means it's a continual process. It's like every day we should be getting closer to God. Some things should be changing. Some things should be falling off of us. Even in an era, even with me fussing and hollering and screaming back and forth with somebody. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. I'm not falling to this. No, no, no. You know what? Hey, it's all good. <laughs> no, let, let me just get out of here. Where's the constraint? Where's the Holy Spirit? We just want to have the word so locked up in us when we see or hear or feel the enemy provoking us. To a certain extent, somebody got to stop. Hello. So, Father God revealed to me last week, and we continue on this week, and I know the Spirit of God because all the other messages, now I don't really be worrying about who watching, who not. Hey, they got replayed. But, since I've been starting, yeah, it's been like 100, 200. Well, last week, it was 20, 25, 30. Oh, wow. That's interesting how God said, deal with our hearts. Deal with the very thing that will keep you out of heaven. Oh, we don't watch that this week. Oh, no, uh-uh. I'll wait till she get to the blessing again. No, 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 no. What sense, what profit a man or a woman to gain whatever they're looking for and lose your soul? What's your soul? What have we been talking about? Our mind, our will, and our emotion. The mind is the key to everything that's happening all around us, our bodies, our brain. Even how we're supposed to operate in the spirit. But we can't even operate in the spirit because we're still dealing in a soulless realm. That's carnality, folks. And carnality is enmity against God. Now, no, we're not perfect yet. We're going to get upset. Hey, we're going to like, oh, oh, you want to go there? We can go there. But we're supposed to have the word so much in us. That in the midst of whatever that pops up, that word going to constrain us. That Holy Ghost going to say, you know what? I got this. Go ahead. Back up. Don't worry about it. I got this. I'm going to take care of this. Father said in Jeremiah 17, 9, The heart is deceitful above all things. And not only that is deceitful, it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, well, I know. you already know. You pulled me off the street. You already know. But daughter, this is what I need my people to understand. They're getting caught up with this competitive I'm going to get this building. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Where is the love to build my people? I got people on the street hurting. Who's going to go and build them up? This is the building. The body is the building that's holding the soul 
That's the only thing we can bring with us to the heavenly realm. Not another building. So he even had to put me in check. Because I was like, huh, I'm tired of this, Lord. I mean, again? I done sacrificed? I done gave? I done, I done did all this here for all these years? And now again, I got to walk away and have nothing? Again, Lord? Oh, no, not this time. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Because I know what was told to us. We supposed to have legacy. The ones that really did from the beginning, we supposed to have legacy to our children's children. And you telling me I just got to walk away and just leave everything? Oh, no, Lord. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. You going to have to do something about this here. Well, you know how daddy do me? He let me run it. <laughs> Once I finish, he said, at the end of the day, you'd rather have your name written on a building or your name written in the Lamb Book of Life. I said, whoa, whoa, I got it, I got it. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me twice, Daddy. I got it. He said, well, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to let you go out like that, though. Whatsoever man saw it, that shall he reap. It doesn't matter. Whatsoever man saw it, that shall he reap. I saw what you sowed. And trust me, all those years, it ain't in vain. Everything that you gave, everything that you have done, it's coming back to you, daughter. A thousandfold. Because you did it out the pureness of your heart. You didn't have no hidden agenda. It was out the pureness of your heart. Out of love for me towards another project. You ain't lost nothing. I want you to focus on my mission. And my mission is to teach my people that it doesn't matter what you're doing physically with your hands in the name of the Lord. If he don't know you in your heart, you would not be in that, re that heavenly realm. So my people... Have to allow the Holy Spirit out of 1 Corinthians 2.11. It says God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things. The Spirit searches all things. Even the deep things of God. Who among men knows the thoughts of man except his own spirit within him? The Father was telling us last week, you know what you're doing. You know what you're saying. Ain't no such thing where well, the devil just came in and made me do it. No, 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 no. You know, he say right here, the man know his own spirit. We have the Holy Spirit and we have our spirit. That's why we have to transform by the renewing of our minds so our spirit can line up with the Holy Spirit. And then we can hear clearly. We can see clearly. We can be what God wants us to be. In the spirit. And our discernment won't be off and cocked. See what I'm saying? So because we have the spirit and the spirit knows all things. God telling us in Romans verse chapter 8, 28. He said, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called 
according to his spirit. And up the verse before that, he said, the spirit searches the heart. Know it, what is in the mind of the spirit because it makes intercession for the saints. You saints, you accepted Jesus Christ in your heart. You say you're working for the Lord. You say the Lord is in your heart. Well, you are a saint according to the will of God. So why we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives to change our mindsets from the old man to the new man? But daddy's saying, my children is still operating underneath the old man and they're trying to patch up. You can't put new wine in old wineskins. You can't put new habits on top of old habits. You got to get rid of it. That's where the repentance comes. That's where the deliverance comes. That's when the responsibility and the identifying come. And saying, whoa, 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 it's me. Yeah, I got a problem. Help. Oh, my God. I repent. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We don't even know how to apologize to one another because of pride or because, oh, it ain't my fault. But guess what? God gave me something tonight so I can release this tonight. Because this is the only way that we can begin to identify things that's going on in our minds. That we vomiting our own issues on another person that's affecting the atmosphere because you don't want to take responsibility of what's going on within yourself. It's no possible way that I can have somebody that's working here in the ministry for several years, been faithful and dedicated, humble, love God, there by my side. Whatever I need is done. To the point, I don't even have to even say anything because they have the Spirit of God and the God tell them what to do to help redeem by the blood ministry. And in return, I'm treating them any kind of way. I'm talking to them any kind of way. I done made promises to them and now I don't want to fulfill it or I make sure that it don't get fulfilled because I always have something to do. And because they're not conforming to what I want them to do, they're not allowing me to have control over their life, then I get this attitude now I don't want to be bothered. Matter of fact, you can go. Whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! The Lord say, whoa, I'm not pleased with that type of behavior. Pride always comes before destruction. God say, you humble yourself, he will exalt you. We always start off good, but somewhere in there, we have these demons talking to us because we're not allowing God to deliver us from ourself. That's why I don't rush in this ministry. I don't rush in my business. People always come, oh, I can help you do this here. You can go and do this here with your company, and we can have, we can go in a hotel, and you can charge people this and do it. For what? That's not what God told me to do. I'm not building nothing to get money. No, I'm building people, and the money will come. How about that? 
Because I could build, 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 but if my heart ain't right, if I, if I don't know how to treat the people when they come, that's, that's even worse. Right? The father said, no. Now, he, he I, I was my pastor's, my spiritual dad, and I, I really had to go ahead and read the story. I know about the story, but he, it was like, yeah, you dealing, you dealing with a Saul, you dealing with a, a David Saul issue. A David Saul issue? And I'm like, okay, but David, you know, was anointed and everything. And the Holy Ghost had me to really read it today. And I was like, whoa. Why did King Saul hated David so much when David was by his side? He was his personal musician. He was his armor bearer. He was the captain of the army that made Saul look good. No matter what Saul needed, David was there. He became the son-in-law. Saul saw that David was after God's own heart. And because of that, it made Saul, David, love for, love for God was so illuminated that when Saul saw David, it exposed his failures and his weaknesses. In 1 Samuel 9, 2, it would show, it would, it would read on how God raised Saul up and gave him a new heart. He saw that his heart was full of fear and pride and it was all about him. But because the people was crying out, we want a king, we want a king, we want a king, like all the other nations, God told Samuel, go ahead down there. I'm gonna show, go go go. I'm gonna show you who to get. Get Saul, and I will place a new heart in him. Meaning he had gathered him. He sent him, and he sent him around prophets. Listen to me, good. Because he was around other prophets, that anointing came upon him, and God was able to deposit his heart into Saul. But because Saul was so wrapped in himself and got puffed up and did not respect the order or the purpose why he was king, he did not respect the position, the purpose, and the provision that Daddy God, Lord Jehovah, provided for him. And because of that, he lost that love and that humility and that 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 warrior spirit that he get, that God anointed him with. But in return, David was a shepherd boy. David was being himself, just doing what he had to do. And at the time of David being a shepherd boy and conquering the little giants, and y'all know the story. What God permitted, he brought purpose together. He permitted Saul to be king, but David was the purpose. 
But God said, let me put them together. Maybe it'll rub off on us all. <laughs> That's my interpretation. Not. <laughs> Instead, David came and conquered the lion. We read the story. And before you know it, David became this beautiful person before God. And Saul would have his eye on David. Oh, but look what happened. One day, they went out to walk and came back. And I'm sure a lot of you have experiences on your job, even in ministry. Even in the corporate world. Maybe even in your neighborhood. Something magnificent that happened to you. And all of a sudden, people... Oh, congratulations. Oh, you did this. Oh, you did that. David came back and won the wall. And they were saying, yay, Saul killed this thousand. But David killed the ten thousand. And David this and David that. And David was happy and David was dancing. And David just was enjoying God. David was not even into all that. But something stirred up in Saul. Saul was like, wait a minute, hold up. It's, I'm the king. That was too much attention on David. So instead of Saul appreciating purpose coming his way, he allowed the pressures and the pride to come in. Now he's seeing David in a whole nother light. While he might have been desiring to serve God, Sadly, he began to assert his own will and disobey God's instructions when Samuel told him to go kill everybody. Y'all know the story. If you're not, go read it. 1 Samuel 9 all the way through 12. No, 16, 16. Read, go read it. Saul was a free will agent. He always had this, this attitude about him. He was in control. His choices. He became unstable. And what God said, if you're unstable, you're double-minded. Right? Makes you double-minded. James 1.8. So when Saul... Is, I'm, I'm going back and forth with this. When Saul disobeyed God through Samuel, God ripped him... From his kingdom. Now yeah. He still was functioning as king. But what did it mean by ripped from his kingdom? The spirit of the Lord departed from him. Uh oh. A lot of times. We think just because we still going on. We still doing this. We still doing all this stuff for the, for the Lord. Oh I'm working for the Lord. I'm doing this for the Lord. But the spirit of the Lord. Then departed from you. Uh oh. So when the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, God told Samuel, I need you to go get me another king. The day he lost his spirit, the Bible says that when David was anointed, the Lord's Spirit filled David and departed from Saul. And the Spirit of Jehovah turned away from Saul and the spirit of madness with the message Bible. 
the spirit of madness and torment was sent upon Saul. Now, last week, I think I was talking about how God allowed um, the spirits to attack. No, God sent the spirits they way. So sometimes we be like, oh, in the name of Jesus, we bind the devil off of this person. Da, da, da. Bind this, bind that. And we binding God. God sends the tormenting demons, the tormenting spirit, the reprobated state of a person. If you're not willing to repent and change and you think you're always right, nobody can tell you nothing, God will allow that spirit to come upon you and you'll be in a reprobated state. And what you quote-unquote think is right, no, baby, you're in a reprobated state. And it's different parts. The distressing spirit was permitted by the Lord. Therefore, now Saul don't even see David as saying. Saul see David as a suspicion with a rage intense to the point that he wanted to kill him. And he tried. He sent the army after him. To the point that David had to flee. I was like, oh my word. That sounds familiar. I'm going to throw you out. You're going to get out of here. I'm like, whoa. Hey, you got to be all that. I'm gone. Uh-oh. Saul became increasingly isolated. He became arrogant. He became spiritually blind to the obedience of what God started him off. Samuel advised him twice before God finally ripped the kingdom from him. Because he did a foolish thing, and he did not keep the commandment of the Lord, found in 1 Samuel 13, 8-14, the Lord ripped the kingdom of Israel from him that day, and upon that day he received tormenting spirits. Meantime, David was prospering. David was prospering because the Lord was with him. David went wherever Saul sent him. David did whatever Saul asked him to do. David behaved wisely, went beyond the call, no matter what. But instead, Saul hated David. Why? Because David had a pure heart. And worship God from the heart. Can you say you worship God from the heart? Are you worshiping God from up here? Have you disciplined your mind to the point that when you know or can you feel when you're in error, you can get it right quickly? Not just repent, oh God, I'm sorry. But if you have done damage to anybody else, are you man or woman enough to call or go or whatever it needs to take to mend that relationship to get that atmosphere straight? Come on. If not, I'm going to show you why you can't do it. Saul did not properly receive the lessons from the Lord, the provision and the opportunity that God had given him. So God rent rent his kingdom and removed his spirit from Saul and released it on David. And the reason why King Saul hated David because David's character 
exemplify the very thing that Saul did not have. Whoa. A lot of times we are being attacked by the closest people to us because you're just loving God and serving God and trying to do the best what God tells you to do. And you you just moseying on with your joy and your and your laughter and you living your life and you enjoying your family and you you know how to take time off. You know how to love people. You know how to show compassion. And you got people looking at you with their lemon face, you know, in the church, hating on you. Why? Because you got the spirit of God flowing out of you. And the only thing Saul had to say, I was like, well, Daddy God. Only thing Saul had to do was say, you know what? David, you know, you playing this harp. This music sounds good. You make me feel good. What is this? How you have this relationship with, with God like Samuel? I want to feel what you're feeling. But no, we don't want to do that. Why? Because, see, when we get intimate with God and the Holy Ghost starts searching us, some things in our heart we got to get delivered from. Just like he told me. He said, okay, you're worrying about a building. You're worrying about your name, your legacy, and your name on a building. I know what was promised to you. I know what you did. But you make sure your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. That's the only name you should be worrying about. Hey, Daddy, I repent. You're right. I'm sorry. And that's why it's good to have a spiritual spiritual um, covering. Because sometimes we don't see, especially when we're in the midst of a fight, when we're in the midst of a, a warfare, it's good to have your spiritual covering. Because they can see other stuff to help pray you through your stuff. Um, I think you say the statement or something. I think you need to, it needs to get severed. I think you need to change something you said that that is linked. It's like a vow. It's an unholy vow. And I was like, what? And as we talking with, with my pastor, I said, oh my God, I know what it is. So even with that, I got to serve God. I love Jesus for life. I love Jesus to eternity. Not no object. Not no redeemed, love and redeemed by the blood of Jesus for life, that's, hey, this is a part of what God give me, but I'm not going to make allegiance to it. Well, come on. So now, why a person can't change their heart? Why is their soul all wrapped up where they will cannot obey God when he allow things to happen and we don't know how to go get things straight? Well, first of all, it's a battle between good and evil. It's no in-between. You know, that's what some people be. It's no in-between. No in-between. No in-between. Romans 8 tells us, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ that frees us from sin or death. But on the flip side, guess what? Let's turn that around. For the law of the spirit of death in the devil that will bound you from the law of life in Christ. So what side are we going to be on? God say, love the Lord thy God with all your heart. Right? 
So now, if God say it's the law, the spirit of life in Christ that frees me, and he comes to give me life and have it more abundantly, then my mind must be renewed. It cannot be conformed to this world, but it must be renewed. Renewing. Renewing. Renewing my mind that I can prove what is good and what is acceptable and what's the perfect will of God. How I'm going to know what's the perfect will of God? I have to allow the Holy Spirit to come and search the deep things in my heart. How I know that I declare a statement thinking it sound good and making everything look good and yeah, yeah, you know, for life, for life, for life. And not knowing that I have made allegiance to something that was not even called of God. If anything, my allegiance is to God Almighty. My love for him is for God Almighty. God, Jesus Christ died for me. Ain't no building died for me. Ain't no other person died for me. My mom and my children didn't die for me. My brother and sister didn't die for me. Even my pastors. I have about four or five pastors into apostles that I can call and talk to in a multitude of counsels, their safety. I'm covered with safety, but when it comes down to the Lord and the Word of God, they didn't even die for me. Only Jesus Christ died for me. He loved me before the foundations of the world. He knew me before in my mother's womb. He said he knew me. Can you, can you feel God in you right now? Do you know that God knew you before the foundations of the world? He loved you before the foundations of the world. And because of that, now we are out here. We in it, but not of it. And this is something else he was showing me. We got to change our words. We got to change our statements because we're giving Satan too much power. He has no power. Jesus came and stripped him from all authority and gave it back to us. He is not the Lord of this world. He's the prince of the air. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and all them that dwell therein. We have dominion and territory and has been given to us dominion in the earth. And we abide in Christ. And Christ is abiding in the Father. Then I and the Father, we all are one. So if the Lord, the earth is the Lord, the earth belongs to us, not the devil. We're giving him too much credit, y'all. He is operating underneath our power. And this is why we are so all twisted up in our minds and we can't get our soul straight because our mind is all cop. People be saying, uh, you're always talking about unity. You're always talking about relationship. You're always talking about treat people right. It's just, it is what it is. People ain't going to do that. I just listened to a message. The woman was saying the same thing, Kate Carr. He's saying we can start seeing each other as children of the Most High God, brothers and sisters. We'll be able to treat each other better. We'll be able to talk to each other better. Matter of fact, I put the message on my Boom Factor show. Listen to it. 
I'm not just talking this thing. And I'm striving to live it. But the more I'm pressing in there, the more the enemy fight. And I, that's how I know I'm on track. He don't want us to be one accord. He don't want us to have unity and harmony. Especially power-packed people. Especially a man in God and a woman of God. He, oh, he don't want that. He don't want that body of believers having an anointing, knowing their place, standing firm. Know how to bind the devil up and cast him out. Not playing with him, but casting him out. Setting people free. Healing taking place. Deliverance taking place. Suicides being stopped. People's lives are being transformed. Oh no, oh no, we can't have, oh no boys, go over that, stir up. I don't care what you do, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. We can't have that. I don't care, oh no. Look, uh uh-uh, uh-uh, let's start sending these spirits. So when a person don't want to check themselves all the time, Jesus, Lord have mercy. So I ask the question. Question is, when are we going to be set free in our hearts? When, 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 when. I pray not too late. When, when, when. So I'm going to help some of y'all out to identify some things that's going on in our minds. Especially different behaviors that occur. And we be trying to figure out what's going on. Have y'all ever seen that movie Split? This dude had 23 personalities. I asked that. I say, 23 personalities? Now, I know sometimes I can see some personalities in some people. Sometimes I can see three of them at one time. But this person had 23 personalities. And at the end of the movie, another one popped up. (laughs) How can that be, y'all? You know what the Holy Spirit showed me? Every time a situation happened in their life, a trauma or some type of rejection Fear is the root cause of everything anyway. If you don't have faith, you have fear. Okay? So that separate that. So that means everything is being fed through that demon of fear. Right? That spirit of fear. So when God, like today, I use, you know, I'm always using me. He was telling me about this, this statement I use. Don't worry about my name being on no building for a legacy. The legacy building. Make sure my name on on a on a land book of life, right? So I could say, Yeah, Lord, but I'm gonna get that. Uh-uh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this here. He said, when people reject his correction, because remember God disciplined who he loved. So God was correcting me. Right? But when people reject his correction, you begin to have a split personality. Something split up here. Remember we was talking about the activities? Your hypothalamus? You got your neurons and your receptors? Come on. When we don't allow the Holy Spirit to correct us and we say yes, be willing and obedient, then we begin to have a split thought pattern. Uh Uh-oh. Now, you have enough of those, you begin to have a split personality. 
I was like, oh my God. So every area of this young man's life, he didn't have correction. He didn't want to be corrected. Or somebody wasn't there to help correct him or help develop him. You know what I'm saying? So he developed all these different personalities because of one correction that he did not allow to take place. So what happens, this type of behavior, and it's so prevalent, this narcissistic behavior is a stronghold, really. It's like neck and neck with pride. You see, pride lifts itself up above anything else, but with this, it can break down on the behaviors that you can identify individuals that are operating underneath pride. I ain't got no pride. I'm doing what God's telling me to do. I don't know what she's talking about. I ain't got no pride. And all the men, oh my gosh, men, 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 y'all don't like to get corrected. You see? Hey, well, some. They have some anointed, humble men. And I thank God for y'all brothers. And y'all need to pray for your other brothers. Because they do have some brothers that's in the faith that's doing some serious damage in the body of Christ. And they're preaching the word. They're doing things in the kingdom. But behind closed doors, they're doing some damage. So brothers, men, please pray for them. Because the sisters, the queens, we need y'all. We need you. Okay? We need the protection. We need the covering. We don't have it. Especially the single women. And I ain't going to get on that rap, but I can start on that. <laughs> so here go some areas that uh, uh, pride will come out in this type of behavior. They always show uh, support, uh, entitlement, meaning, um, what's the word? What's the word? Some type of um, entitlement. Like, yeah, I'm not, you know, it's a false humility, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a CEO of my own. I got it going on. Nobody can't tell me nothing because, see, you ain't got nothing, but I do. See, the Lord, you know, you can't tell me nothing. No, I, I know everything. They exaggerate false humility, but they want validation. They display prideful people, display per, um, professionalism, and they expect other people to be perfect. They wait for you to make a fault. They're very judgmental. They'll throw a stone at you in a second, and they just did something terrible. But they don't see their own fault. But, oh, they're going to print out yours. Huh? They have to have complete control. That's lack of trust. They have to have complete control of everything. They have a, a, a lack of responsibility to acknowledge wrong. They'll blame you for their wrong. A narcissist will turn that whole statement around. They're, and the thing about it, they'll pick little bitty stuff. 
just petty stuff, just pettiness. They have no boundaries. Because see, what they do, hey, this is what I do. No boundaries for them, but they sure are trying to constrain you. No empathy. Oh, my God. No compassion. They don't care about if you hurting. They don't care about your feet just got rolled over. They don't care if somebody just died in your family because it's all about them. Some kind of way, a narcissist going to change that whole conversation back to them. You could be talking, and before you know it, before that sentence is ended, it's going to turn back to them. It's all about them. No emotional reasoning, meaning, as I was saying earlier, no, no, no compassion, I mean, no empathy, I mean, nothing. And I already talked about the fear. They have anxiety. But how they deal with anxiety, they're always working. They're going to make sure, they're going to cover themselves up, and they're going to make portray to be this working person. Oh, I don't have time for this because I'm working. Oh, no, I, I can't go there because I'm working. They always are going to find an excuse not to participate in what you have going on, but they want you to participate with what they have. See, it's all about them. Everything is all about them. Shame. When they make a mistake and they know they made a mistake, the closest person to them, they're going to... Put that mistake on them. They're going to try to find and get that so nobody really want to see it. They're going to highlight the, the other person. And they have the inability to be vulnerable. A narcissist behavior, a person that's linked up with pride. Pride, that narcissist come with that. Pride, fear, narcissist behavior. Narcissists have the best, the most competent. They do everything their way. They control of themselves and want to be controlled over you. No matter how much you tell them that you care about them, you love them, you admire them, you approve of them, whatever they're doing, they're doing a good work. Deep inside, they don't believe it themselves. And that's why you are, they're a person they're always doing. They don't have no, no time for nobody else or nothing else. They are very demanding. They're going to tell you how much it is needed. There is necessary for you to do something for them. It's an urgency that you have to do this for me. In so many words. I don't know if this is helping anybody. And when you don't. Mount up to what they, what they request of you. Then you become a threat. They don't have control over you, so now you become a problem. And everything that you say is wrong. Everything has to go their way. And to the point where they see they don't have no control of you or cannot have control. Now, they'll weigh it out. They have a timetable. But when they see you will not bend, then they'll begin to start trying to find some type of fault Something to get you out of the way. That's underneath boundaries. They are shocked. They are highly insulated. And if you don't turn into a yes, when they say, when they come to you and ask you to do something or whatever, and if you don't say yes, then they become very 
um, irritable, they don't want to have time, or they'll just isolate you or disown you. Narcissists don't have no empathy to others and their emotions. They tend to be very selfish and self-involved, as I was saying earlier, and they have no tolerance for nobody else and their feelings. They have no compassion. Their emotions, none. Because of the hurt that they have incurred through life, rejection, not low self-esteem, not being accepted, being rejected and abandoned, most of the time, that's a narcissist. They have split personalities. Oh my gosh, I saw that this weekend. Lord, have mercy. Their personality is twofold. They know the difference. They know how to shift in and out. Their actions are strategically planned. See, I know it was planned what happened to me Saturday because of the statements that were said. Oh, I got you on camera. Yay, I'm so glad. Because guess what? You on it too. Ha ha. Duh. Narcissists are able to make the other person feel like they're not worth anything. They never will be anything. Nothing good will come to them. Everything that come out of their mouth, that's how they feel. But they project it on the other person. A narcissist will never feel remorse even when they have done wrong. They feel they have done wrong. They're like, oh, see, I did it. I made that happen. They can slap somebody in the face and don't even think. They'll say, you did. You caused me to slap you in your face. <laughs> A narcissist's entire life is motivated and energized by fear. Most narcissist fears are deeply buried and suppressed. No amount of reassurance will have them in comfort and free to live a life of joy, happiness, and contentment. They will always search for a way to cover themselves of the rejection that they feel inside, and they'll make sure that they'll spew that over on the next person. They will ridicule you. They will reject you. They'll tell you how wrong you are. Everything. They'll find every little possible situation to blame you instead of them taking their own action. Take responsibility of their own action. And I got to go, y'all. And they are deep in anxiety. Most narcissist projects are massive because they cover it up through the anxiety on the inside. They shield themselves from love and eventually they become mental ill, unsupportive, sickness will come upon them, depression will come upon them, and they don't even know it. Whoa, that's dangerous. As you feel worse and worse, the narcissist feel better and better. They will make sure if you stay around a narcissist long enough, they will diminish your self-esteem, your integrity, and make you feel like you worth nothing in life. Whoa. I do not want to be around that person. I don't want to work around that person. And I'm sure not going to give my money to that person. That's bad sorrow. Sorry. 
A narcissist's vulnerability to experience true love will only come when the Holy Spirit can come and circumcise the heart and the narcissist's behavior will be acknowledged and freedom will come when they have a true repentance from the heart. Wow. Even in a team's effort, a narcissist will never allow and respect the team that has has surrounded to complete a project. The team is only a front for others to join in and to give that person an authority, control, dominant feeling to say, look what I'm doing, look what I have bowing at my feet. Whoa. You guys, we got to change. We are no better than nobody else. Our mind must be disciplined if we are going to allow God to come in because see what happens. That's only that side. They have demons attached to these behaviors. And I don't have time to go into it. We got to do it next week. Or I will finish probably, probably later on tonight. Tomorrow, check out my Boom Factor show. This is part seven. I did part six already on my Boom Factor show. Anchor.fm slash Dr. D. All right. Look for Soldiery Series part six. This is seven. I probably have part eight and part nine. Because this is a lot, a lot of, I mean, whoa. This is some good information for deliverance. See, God need it's time for us to get delivered. I know somebody told me one time, well, I'm saved. I don't need to, what is all that? What you talking about delivering? I don't need to do all that. Yes, you, yeah, God, God will do it. We're, we're like onion skins, you guys. And each layer is another layer. It's another layer. We, had, we didn't come out of our mother's womb, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. The Word of God tells us that we was born and shaped into iniquity. So if it was shaped, that means mold in iniquity, then God got to unmold us. He got to unpeel all this stuff that then happened to us through our lives. And what has happened now, because this little title thing and people just running off and doing ministry and doing this and they feel they don't need a covering and they don't need this and they don't need that. And so everybody's all over the place and God say, I need my children to come back together because it's about to get a big time spiritual warfare going on and I need the body of Christ to link in there. I need y'all to fortify yourself. I need y'all to get yourself together because the enemy is on a rampage and come on, they're erecting Baphomet statues. They got Lucifer churches, Satanist churches. They in a shame. They out letting us know, all right, what y'all going to do, Christians? Because here we go. And we running back there. Oh, girl, I, I would be messing that devil stuff. What are you talking about biding and losing? Call the devil out, the demon. What? Oh, don't be messing with that. Well, you got authority to, to cast the devil out. I'm trying. Are you serving the same Jesus I'm serving? See? So, with that said, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
the blood of Jesus over this series. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone that have is the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between an experience that's creating an emotion and the emotion the person's fabricating by thought alone. Now, thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body. And how you think and how you feel creates your state of being. Mm. So most people's entire state of being when they start their day is already in the past. See? So you have a choice. The choice is you're either defined by a vision of the future or you're defined by the memories of the past. And when you decide to say, okay, I'm gonna change, and you decide one thing, I'm not gonna eat this food, I'm gonna wake up earlier, uh, I'm gonna do something aerobic, I'm not gonna have mm -hmm. sugar after six o'clock, whatever it is, yep. the person, whatever choice a person makes, the moment you make a choice to do something differently, and the hardest part about change is not making the same choice as you did the day before, get ready, because it's going to feel uncomfortable. Right. It's going to feel unfamiliar. There's going to be oh, some God, uncertainty and unpredictability. And that's the moment the game is on. Yes. So then most people, their, their body has been conditioned emotionally to be the mind. So now the, so the, the body says, wow, uh, I'd rather hang on to my guilt mm -hmm. than take a chance in possibility. I'd rather live in fear yes. than trust in the unknown. So, yeah. so once the person feels uncomfortable, the body goes, whoa, wait a second. Uh, we're out of the program here, and body starts influencing the mind. That's right. So it says, start tomorrow, you'll never change, right. you don't have the money to do this, you're not good enough, your mother told you you were this, your father's fault, it's your ex's fault. Mm -hmm. You know, all of the voices that mm -hmm. come up. Now here's the deal, if you respond to those voices, those same thoughts as if they're true, by the way, they're always going on behind right. the scenes of your awareness, but right. now they're amplified because you're outside your comfort zone. You believe in that thought, that thought's gonna lead to the same choice, which is gonna lead to the same behavior, which is gonna create the same experience and produce the same emotion. Mm -hmm. And the person's gonna say, this feels right. Yes. No, 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 that feels familiar. Going from the old self to the new self is a neurological, it's a biological, it's a chemical, it's a hormonal, it's a genetic death of the old self. Mm -hmm. And people will say to me, in that void, in that unknown, can't predict my future and I'll say to them the best way to predict your future is to create it not from the known but from the unknown love it so close your eyes now and think about that vision once you start thinking about that vision of your future you're activating the creative centers in your brain mm -hmm. and naturally mm -hmm. you begin to think about putting yourself in the scene yes and the act of doing that when you're truly passionate and truly present the moment you're defined by that vision, when the thought in your mind becomes the experience, you begin to feel the emotion of the event before it's made manifest. Yes. Now, you're giving your body mm -hmm. a sampling, a taste of the it. future. And now, if a thought and a feeling create a new state of being, you're combining a clear intention with an elevated emotion, mm -hmm. and now you're beginning to change your biology, and you're seeing a whole new landscape that you could never see before, because you're no longer viewing your future through the lens of the past. I love this. Now, this, this requires then something really specific, because most people will wait for their, their, their wealth to feel abundance. They'll right. wait for their success to feel empowered. They'll wait for their new relationship yep. to feel love. They'll, They'll get all these things when. Yes, right. so, so, so think about that. The absence of getting those things causes people to live in lack their entire life. Right. And so they're waiting for something outside of them 
to change how they feel inside of them. And if they're not creating a new life, then they're not applying the proper principles, then they keep all their manifestations, all their dreams at arm's length. Well, think about this. If you get up feeling gratitude, if you get up feeling empowered, if you get up feeling whole, if you get up feeling unlimited, why would you why would you worry about whether it was going to come or not? You would feel like it already happened. Like it already didn't happen. You see? But we don't wake up feeling like it already happened. <laughs> we wake up with what happened yesterday, or what happened last week, or what happened last year, or what happened last 10 years, 15 years. But we still moving. We still doing ministry. I'm, I'm talking to the ministry folks. I'm talking to the believers. I'm talking to the you that say you love Christ. That that's in your heart, right? I'm deep. I'm talking. I know who my audience is. Now they may have some unbelievers watching. Welcome, welcome. And I pray that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because the next coming of years, um, the next. Years to come, at least a couple of years, up to the next five years, they're gonna have some things going on, and you, you, all these gods and all these religions and all these division of the word. Now, just what the Bible said at the last days, that men gonna be lovers of themselves. Then you are gonna have false doctrines. You are gonna have doctrines of demons teaching you and believe me they have doctrines of demons right now with this word trying to tell you oh it's all right to do this it's all right to do that oh the bible ain't really say it like that what what, what did we just hear the old familiar way of thinking it's gotten many people that's in the church and i'm sad to say they're behind the pulpit. They're in the street witnessing. They're visiting the prisons. They're visiting the sick. But what Daddy God told us a couple of weeks ago, depart from me, I never knew you. Whoa. Now, what you mean, Lord? You never knew me. Because your heart is wicked. You don't want to change the way you're thinking, and your heart is deceiving you. So I never knew you. But Lord, wait, hold up. No, the Lord said, no, you hold up. Because I'm trying to strive. I have prophets that have not bowed down. Come on, Holy Ghost. I have my select chosen ones that have not compromised. I have the ones that I'm pulling out the street that's not afraid to say, thus said the Lord. I have my daughters proclaiming the word even though the enemy used men to ravage them and lie to them and deceive them and woo them and seduce them. But they get on back up 
They dust themselves off and they get back in their rightful place on that throne. These are the ones that I'm using to proclaim my word in this hour. But if you don't get this mind right, the heart not going to be right. Period. That's just how it is. We hear it from scientific uh, explanations. <laughs> we hear it from teachings. And I know I'm not the only one teaching this because I'm hearing it now. So if God is sounding the alarm, hello, wake up. Yeah, I see you building. Hello, but your heart is not right. Hello, yes, thank you for feeding the poor. Thank you, thank you, thank you for visiting the sick. But you got some things hidden in your heart. You got some actions you need to take care of. You need to get a mind shift and get the mind of Christ. When the mind is not disciplined, it leaves a door open or many doors. It depends on what area you need to deal with. Right? Yeah, don't move. I don't knock it down. When we don't deal with areas that God put his finger on, we leave the door open for evil spirits to entice us. Well, and what the father was showing me today, I didn't even think about it like that. I was like, whoa, that when the scripture says, that the adversary is going about seeking who he may devour. That means he's looking. If God have assigned us a guardian angel, why? Have you ever sit down and say, well, Lord, the angels are here to minister to us. See, we, we're getting caught up into this world system, this gimme, gimme, gimme material stuff. You know, yeah, I got my angels. Come on, help me so I can go get this car, get this house. You know, we go and do this set, then we, we get called and anointed and we have our church. Okay, so yeah, we don't want to stay. Oh, we're going to grow. We're going to grow. So yeah, we're going to go get this building now. How are we going to get the people in? And once we get the people in, now we got to get the money. So yeah, we're going to have this. We're going to have this speaker come in. We're going to have that. Now we got to pay them. So now we got to have this kind of gimmick to get the people to give the money. No. You operating underneath an enticing spirit that's not pure from God. Now, I'm not saying, well, I am saying it. Duh, I am saying it. I'm going to say it. First, right quick, I want to, I, well, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. But I do want to say this. The word of God is free. The body of Christ, we have expenses. But how are you acquiring the how are you acquiring the resources to maintain the body, to maintain the vision that you say God told you to do? Are you really living by faith and allowing God to provide? And yes, He will use men because that's His word. Luke 6, 38, when you give, then it, he said, give and it shall be given unto you. 
men. He's going to touch people to give unto you. And I'm going to live a testimony. When I pray, I say, okay, God, we have a need, da-da-da-da-da-da. Most of the time, I don't have to send out no letters. I don't have to get on the phone bank. God meets the need. Because that's where my mind, my faith is in God. My faith is not in people. Now, when I ask, when I say, you know, like now, if I say, look, hey, if this has been a blessing to you, hey, so a donation. Because I know this is good ground. I know I walk in favor. I know I walk in righteousness. I'm not perfect. I get upset. Hey, people hurt me. I cry. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. But then I'm going on. But I'm not going to manipulate nobody to give me anything when God say this is his church. When God say this is his vision, he make provision for the vision. When two come together in prayer, anything, ask the Father in his name. Who name? Jesus' name. Not in Daniel's name. In Jesus' name, he would do it, right? Now, I just got to back up and say, thank you, Lord, and keep on going. And yeah, it was a growing process because I had to get my mind focused on God and the Word. But if my mind is not disciplined through the Word of God, I begin to, to perform the old man way. If I was a liar before... I got saved, I'm going to be saved and still lying. If I was a homemonger, before I got saved, and I ain't let the Spirit of God come in and cleanse me, I'm going to be a spiritual homemonger. Come on, y'all, I'm about to come on. If I was a top manipulator and perpetrator, before I got saved, when I get, when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, and I don't let the Holy Ghost come in and search the deep things in the heart that we learned last week out of 1 Corinthians. I think that was 1 Corinthians. Let's read over that. Then I'm going to be, yeah, 1 Corinthians 2.11. God revealed things to us by the Spirit of God. He said the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thought of man except his own spirit within him? So too, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We know who we are. We know what we do. We know how we act. We know how we treat people. But we walk around and act like, oh, Lord, forgive me. Clean. You're going to deal with that. The blood of Jesus, I'm going on. No, 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 no. The Lord say put it in check. Because soon and very soon, when my soul is out of wreck, then my body going to put me in check. Because see, all the activities, as we just heard, it's going to start affecting your body. It's going to start affecting your emotions. And then eventually, it's going to start affecting other people. And that's where we get the church hurt. You know, the world called it church hurt. We call it church hurt. But it's not church hurt. It's people hurt. People hurting people because people ain't taking time to get delivered. You got to deliver. You have to, They have self-deliverance, but that's why we have pastors and healing and deliverance service. You need to get that soul delivered. Now, 
Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God knows it. Our action knows it. Why would you want to stay like that? That's not going to make you big gorilla like you, you know, you got it going on and it's just me. And it, you know, it is what it is. It's just me, you know, because God loved me because I got this and that. Okay, that's the wrong attitude. That's not humility. Not towards God. When God start putting things in check with us, we need to say, yes, Lord, I repent. What must I do to get this right? Because what happened is the enemy, he's watching and he'll wait. See, so much stuff happened to me growing up being abused, bullied, see what I'm saying? Didn't get married, being abused. And so God had to set me apart for seven years to restructure me and rebuild this so I can walk in power, in love, and have a sound mind. So I got a sound mind. But what happened is because people can't control and manipulate my mind anymore, especially men, especially brothers. Men have a bad tendency, and women do it too, but mostly brothers, because they try to manipulate the women so you can have sex with them. And then once you have sex with them, you don't want to be bothered with them anymore. Shame on you. You need to repent, brothers. And I'm talking about brothers in the church. I'm talking about leaders that have titles, that's doing things in, for the kingdom's sake. You get religious, but those religion demons are coming down in Jesus' name. Yes, they are. If you don't check yourself, God's going to start exposing. So you better get some stuff right. That's a warning for somebody. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God who comes to free us from the bondages of this world. Our, our actions and whoa, we have so much stuff going on in the world. Man, that internet is so flooded with so much error. You guys, you, you, you better get the mind right with the word. The devil was after me, but he's been after me <laughs> since I said yes to the Lord. But I didn't realize how much damage was being done to the spirit of darkness. And I had to identify, whoa. And every time it came, this familiar spirit, see, he's searching. Man, we can't find nothing on her. Man, she here, she there. Man, come on, boys, you got to give me something on her. You got to give me something on her. What about this? You know she, she liked to fight. Whoa, yeah. Okay, so how we can make this happen? Well, you know, she, she got this love thing going on and this relationship thing going on. You know, she want to love everybody. She want to be kind to everybody. So let's throw, let's stir up some strife with her, with the people that's close to her that she love and care about that and, 
that she support, that she care about. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Come on, I'm telling y'all how he going to operate. Some of you guys, he going to try to entrap you if you do not identify the cycle. That he didn't pull something from the familiarity realm to bring back to entrap you. So, this spirit been like popping up on me for the last two years. Been trying to get me angry, you know what I'm saying? To the point where I could literally see myself grabbing a person, beating them down. Hey, ain't nothing to it, walk away. You, Dr. D, not living on you. Nah, you wasn't no fighter. Hmm. Ask my mama. If she's there, she'll tell you. My brother will tell you. I don't care how big you is, how wide you is. <laughs> if I'm at that moment, <laughs> I'll become like a hawk. Trust me. And I'll grab you, and I'll beat you down to the point to, hey, they got to call the police. I'm like, locked up. <laughs> it was to the point, hey. You know, we ain't had debit cards and nothing back then. It was to the point I already had my checks written out. My sister, my children already knew. If something happened, you know, hey, go get the check so you can buy me out. So, you have to be careful that the enemy is not going to just sit back and let you do God's work. You are destroying his plans. You out there saving souls. You out there healing the sick. You out there preventing suicide. You're snatching debt from him. And you think he gonna just let you just do? Okay. I know. Let's let's do it. So oh yeah. It started last what it started about two years ago. I say about two years. This year will be the second year I've seen this, this spirit been trying to come over me with rage. You know? So this last time, ooh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You're not going to tell me God don't love me. See, the other folks may think they got over or got what they wanted, but they just didn't realize God saved their life. Saved both our lives. Because that person probably would have been in the hospital or dead. And I would have been locked up in jail. No, I'm telling y'all. Somebody got to take the high road. So what will happen is, whatever that thing is recurring in your life. Or you kind of feel a certain way. And you see that, wait a minute, why is this keep popping up? What is this? Ask the Holy Spirit. You might have to go and dig back. Like the brother, like he was saying, we wake up with stuff already in our past because we haven't given it to the Lord. Baby, when I wake up now, God talking to me. My daddy talking to me. He wakes me up talking to me. To the point I need my recorder, my pencil, whatever, because he's, he's, he's pouring out, pouring out. Sometimes I say, wait, Holy Spirit, wait, 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 wait. Can you say that? Can you say God wakes you up talking? Are you waking up thinking about, oh, I got these bills to pay. Oh, Lord, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. 
how you awaken. So yeah. It started last year at work. My my tax job or customer did something. I saw myself shutting stuff down. Getting on that metro. I said, where's where she at? She said, what, what, what location? All right. All right. Why? That's what I used to do. I'll be on my job. Somebody called me talking stupid. I'm with your man. Okay, good. I I don't want him. I'm not. Why you calling me? Good. I'm glad you got him. Keep calling my job. Keep calling my. Okay, so this how we gonna do this? Y'all hold it down for a second. I'll be right back. I will leave my job. <laughs> Come on out here. Come on out here. Well, I had my choice words. Come on out here. Okay, here I go. Come on, let's go. Let's do this here. I'm tired of you calling my job. Oh, no, 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 no. Familiarity. Familiar spirits. So if, if, if we don't acknowledge it and call it out, and ask the Holy Ghost. Okay. So this year, it happened again. February happened again. And that's when the Lord say, oh, he gave me the scripture two weeks before it happened. Had me to read Matthew 5. He said, go find yourself. Because something else had happened. And I had got, like, I had got so enraged. So I'm like, you know what? I am so sick and tired of this dude. You know, no matter what you do or whatever. He treated everybody else like this here, and I'm the one that's there. I'm the one that's sowing. I'm giving. I'm there. Matter of fact, <laughs> if it wasn't for me and somebody else, you wouldn't have no guests. Hello. So you know what? The Lord said, go find yourself. So I said, go find myself. Okay, go find myself. So I started reading Matthew 5. I was cool. Something else happened at the job. Here I go again. So I said, hold up. And the Holy Spirit talked to me. He said, baby girl, the devil wants you. He's mad. You at the Musa. Talk to me. I see everything that's happening. Just talk to me first. So when it happened, I'm thinking everything's straight. Oh, my God. A couple of weeks ago, he go to whammy. And seriously, this time, I saw, I literally saw myself with the police in handcuffs because I knew that this time, you know what? That ain't going to happen this time. I'm not going to let no dude just talk to me no any kind of way. Nah, that's not going to happen. So, the Lord said, you know what? Leave. So I left. Now, they thought they had an upper road, but they don't even realize what happened in the spirit. Come on, Holy Ghost. Glory to God. God loves us so much, you guys. He will protect you. He will gird you. The river God got my back. Come on now. And I knocked the devil out. I didn't give him that place. 
he can't mess with me with that no more. Because I conquered it. Because, see, that was the final blow. If I would have did what my familiar spirit wanted me to do and pick up that past issue and act like I used to act in the past. See, that's why I try to tell people, you don't know where people come from. So why would you press them? Why would you provoke them? You don't know what, what they're dealing with. You don't know their background. You think you know somebody's background, but you don't really know. You don't really know. That's why I say love and kindness have I drawn. That's why I'm going to love you. Don't laugh at me because I'm crying. Them tears that flows from Dr. D, that's my mechanism to calm me down. It's not for you to think that, yeah, I got, yeah, <laughs> I made her cry, yeah. No, baby, you just got your life saved. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I know my heart can be wicked. That's why I have to stay in the spirit of God. And I have to pray, war to you that mock the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost searches the deep things in the heart. It bears our infirmities. It prays for us. It prays the perfect will of God for your life. It don't make you no better than nobody else because you got stuff that people can see what you're doing. But God know what's going on behind closed doors. God know what's going on up here, and he know what's going up here. And let me share something with you, what he was showing me. And look, the time again, I haven't even touched half the stuff that the Lord is showing me. Whoa. My Lord. When, when, when Daddy showed me this about how when we don't deal with our issues... Because, see, our issues have issues that has issues. <laughs> and we allow our little arrogancy, and we say we being humble, you know. See, these are things. Oh, I'm being humble because, um, uh, and I'm always going to use myself, okay. Um, give me something, Holy Ghost. Oh, here we go. I give you a discount in my business. So I'm humble. So come on in here and get out of here. I ain't, I ain't got time for all this. Here. Get out of here. I'm talking to you nasty. You know, you better be glad I give you a discount. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not humility because look at the tone. Remember we was talking about the melody in the sentence in the beginning is that how the brain activity picks up your words. I can say good morning or I can say good morning. Whoa, wait, 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 which one you want? Which one you will pick? Because see, the one that say, good morning. Okay, so their spirit is flowing. Good morning. Oh, no, no, something wrong with that. <laughs> and your your brain activities going to split that sentence up. Hey, that negativism, it knows. So... When we don't deal with our soulless realm, our personality, yeah, we're all unique, but God comes to help us live and walk by faith in the spirit. We have to cultivate our fruits in different situations, whatever. Okay, Lord, what, what fruit I need to be working in now? Oh, peace. You might you need some love, some joy. 
Oh, that situation, long-suffering. So when you can acknowledge that in the spirit, then your tests and trials, it won't be so hard. You'll be able to understand how to flow in the spirit. You can live the supernatural life in Christ Jesus. Because you understand that my mind is connected with the will of God. And when I do not allow correction, because even in the midst of that, me wanting to fight to the point that it was it was bad. Ooh, y'all just don't know, Dr. D be like. So the reason why certain things had happened, I had to deny, I made some vows in the spirit that the devil was holding on, whipping me with. That I didn't even know about. Thank God for my pastors. Where they ask pastors in the multitude of council. I mean, in the multitude of councils, their safety. You guys, you bet you got to have somebody that you accountable to. We can't do this on our own because, as you see on the internet, that's where all this error is coming in at. All right. So I had to denounce some sentences that I made a vow that I didn't even realize. Hey, I love Jesus for life. I love for eternity. Not no building. Not no project. Whoa. The Lord had to spank me. And I said, oh, Lord. For, oh, I, oh, I. See, we, we, we think they're all cute, you know. And, and, and it makes... The flesh feel good and make the other people feel good, you know. But what do God say? See, he's starting to strip some stuff from us, y'all. Because we have to make sure that it's God. We ain't making no graven image, even in our ministries, even in our projects. We got to make sure that that do not take place of God. It's God alone. He's a jealous God. He said, I will give you power to obtain wealth, to do what? Establish his covenant. And his covenant is from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that covenant is to build people up, not erect buildings. And yes, buildings are coming. For some of you that have been faithful to the Father, we're going into this new, what we're into, we're going into because it's about to shift into the new year. If you've been faithful to the cause of Christ in your heart, you've been repenting and releasing and serving with a pure heart with no motives. God say, harvest time for you. Harvest time for me. Woo! Glory to God. But if I do not, and I'm going to end on this because my time is up. If I do not allow God to correct me, then my mind begins to split. And I allow, God will allow seducing spirits to come and entice me. And I'm thinking I'm still doing good, but I'm really operating out of a spirit of deception. Second Chronicles 18, 22, read about that. There's a story about Ahab and how, wait, let me just, I got to show y'all this because we kind of forget the levels, and I'm going to get into it. The, the, the devil and his demons, they know protocol. They know they only can go so far. And they got to go to God to get permission to come to us. 
Now, all the stuff that is happening, we are so busy, like, I don't know why this is going on, and I don't have this, and I don't have that. Have you really sit down and talk with Daddy and say, show me, Lord, what door is open in my life that this is keep happening? Lord, what is this? Why, why I feel like I just want to fight now? It's like, man, come on. I'm tired of you talking to me like this here. I've been good to you. I've been a blessing to you. I've been stood by your side for all these years, and you will handle me like this here? Come on. Are you, are you willing and humble enough to take responsibility of what's happening in your surroundings? Or pride, want to keep it hidden and like, God, you know, help me with this here. Are you willing to talk about it with somebody? Well, you can talk to God, but hey, we need each other. And get that stuff out of you. So God can pull into you his love like never before. And you can walk this supernatural way. And no matter what's not there right now, you know God got you. And you can literally start living by faith and get detached from this world system. Because I'm telling you guys, we got to get detached. Trust me, next year, I ain't going to be up in here. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm decreeing and declaring it now in the atmosphere. The Lord already showed me I'm not going to be up in here. And I will be in a place debt-free. Come on, Holy Ghost. And God going to do it because that's what his words say. 2 Corinthians, let's, let's go. I got to go. Got to go. 2 Corinthians. Uh, uh, Chronicles. Chronicles. I'm sorry. Chronicles. I want y'all to I want y'all to realize something. Second Chronicles 18, chapter 18. The devil gotta get permission. The devil has to get permission, y'all. And a lot of times we rebuking the devil when God has told the, the devil, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know about that, Dr. D. What you talking about? No, the, God ain't going to let the devil do this. God ain't going to let the devil do this. Okay, keep the, keep being naive and gullible in the spirit, yeah? And the Lord, and the Lord said, let me see, should I go up? Now, this is when uh, Jehoshaphat was the prophet, Right? And um, uh, wait, wait, wait. Micaiah, Micaiah was the prophet, and back then, like it's happening now, everybody's saying the same thing: good, blessing, love, 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 love. You know, and and I'm saying love too, but from I'm talking about God wants us to love one another, but the world. The world wants everybody to love, love in your mess. No matter how you're living, no matter how you're treating people, you know, you know, they just say, just overlook all of it and just love. And they doing it. But see, in the body of Christ, we don't know how to overlook stuff. We want to like, but it's a reason why God wants us to have his love. Because we got to stay in line with God, right? Okay, so the king Ahab of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, 
Did I not tell you that he will not prophesy good to me, but evil? See, all the other prophets were saying, you're going to win, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And Micaiah came out and said, well, the Lord said you're not. See, he was speaking something opposite, like what I'm doing. Everybody else saying other stuff, and I'm speaking opposite. You know, God said rejoice. And yeah, rejoice, but God also saying repent. Change your heart, your mind, because <laughs> it's wicked. <laughs> Micaiah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing at his right hand in his left. And the Lord said, who shall entice Ahab king of Israel that he may go up and fall at Ramagilead and one said this thing and one another. So God is listening to the conversations. A lot of people feel like God is asleep. So that's why they can talk to you any kind of way, treat you any kind of way, and they act like God can't see nothing because, oh, I have a big title. So I can talk to you and treat you any kind of way. God loves me. He don't because I got a title. I got degrees. But God just say he 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 see. He looking. He hear it and he sees it. Then there came a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. Wow. Now the Lord sitting there talking to the other hosts around him and say, hmm, Ahab don't want to change. Okay, so since he want to go on and that, that's how you become a reprobated state. All right? Because you don't want to change your mindset. You don't want to get the heart right. You don't want to repent. You don't want to go get things right. You know what you said. You know how you treated that person. You know what you did that woman. You know you hurt that woman's feelings. You know you manipulated those people to get that money. You know you were supposed to give to Sally Sue, but what you did, you went and bought a car. Oh, matter of fact, how about this one? You know you were supposed to give a car away, and you charged them. Uh-oh. The Lord say, you know what? Let's send him in a Tyson spirit. And he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. And the Lord said, hmm, you shall entice him. He said, you shall entice him also. Go forth and do so. So he already got the other prophets lying. But since, since um, Ahab want to hear just good news. So he already like, you know, so the Lord said, yeah, go ahead. And while you're going, go entice him too. So a lot of times we thinking the devil doing this and devil doing that. They didn't ask, they have to ask for permission to come in our atmosphere. Hello. So that's why it's so important that you have to have a relationship with God. How are you going to have a relationship to, with the Father? First, you got to have that relationship and accept Jesus Christ in your heart and believe that he is the, the, the Messiah. He is the, the Son of God. Get into the Word and ask the Holy Spirit. Receive the gift. Jesus said, and I'm going to leave it to self. He said, now you see the Lord put a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning you. 
You have not changed your mind. So the Lord himself sent the lying spirit upon you. The spirit of deception, the reprobated state. Because you don't want to change, you are operating underneath a deception spirit. But you still think, the Lord reigns in my life. I got the Lord on my side. Yeah, you got the Lord all right. You got the lion Lord. You don't have the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You got the lion spirit working for you. Because you don't want change. Hey, Second Chronicles 18, 17 to 22. Go and study that. And then go and get references. They have many, many other parts. In Jeremiah, God sent the lion spirit. Um, in, um, I got a whole list here I haven't even gotten to. It's all through the Bible, y'all. We don't take time to pay attention to the warning signs. And the devil counts on it. He counts on you and I to not pay attention to the warning signs. And the very thing we think we got it going on, boom, shakalaka. He didn't entrap you. If I didn't pay attention to that familiar cycle trying to come back on me, I can guarantee you two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I know I would have been on the news. Oh, yeah, I know. Because I know me. See, you know you. Stop acting like, you know... <laughs> The anointing of the Holy Ghost. I'm an apostle. I'm a bishop. I'm an evangelist. But you know you. You know your ways. Come on now. And that's how the devil can entrap you. And I know for a fact because God would not have me teaching this here. He would not have me experience this if he don't see what's going on with all of us out here. And he's warning us. Watch the warning signs. Get the mind right. The soul has got some brokenness going on. Get the familiarity right. Come before me. Let me show you where it lies. The devil had to go way back. I was like, whoa. Wow. Devil, you had to go way back on me. You had to pull up the old stuff. Wow. Hey, I stand before you because God loves me. And I love him to the point that I say, I repent. I denounce every vow. I denounce every allegiance. I denounce every graven image that I didn't know that I mounted up. God said, we ain't supposed to have nothing before him but him. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all our soul, mind, will, and emotion. With all our strength, you got to fight this fight of faith. To maintain your place in Christ. Will you do that? Will you come clean with the Holy Ghost? It's a free gift. Jesus said, it's expedient that I must go back to prepare a place for you. And it's going to be awesome. But I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to send you a free gift. Look, I got a present for you. Okay? And it's going to take care of you until I come back to receive you until myself. And that free gift is the Holy Spirit. 
so precious, so gentle. Be your comforter, your advocate, your, your healer. Whatever you need when you, when you call upon the Lord, God, in Jesus' name. And he says, welcome, Holy Spirit. Come on in, my heart. Search the deep things that's hidden. Those that cover sin, you will not prosper. But the Holy Ghost will come in and open it all up. And when you let him in, oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit will pray the very perfect will of God for you. And then you'll be able to hear his perfect will to you so you can walk in this earth with dominion in Christ. And you can tell the devil like Jesus did. Devil, get behind me. Ain't no darkness in me. <laughs> you, you can't touch me. Come on. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord God, that we surrender everything to you, Daddy. We thank you, Lord God, that you are sharpening our discernment. Hallelujah. You are you revealing your love to us, Father, in the name of Jesus. And let us know, look, I got you. I got you. I got you. But you got to let me get you. You got to let me hold you. You got to let me correct you. I correct those that I love. I thank you, Lord God, that the blood of Jesus is surrounding us and protecting us. Mm. Thank you, Father. That when the enemy comes and see the blood in the spirit realm, it passes on. It has to go on. It has to go on. It has to pass over. As we enter into this new vein of the new year, that you say that the treasures in the earth are there. And you're going to cough them up. But we have to have our minds open to you, Father, so we can see where. It's not going to come the way you think. It's not going to come true. Who you think. God going to use the foolish things to confound the wise. And I found a lot of times that so pe people are so particular on how they want God to bless them, that they miss the ultimate blessing that God then put before them. Because it may not be to their criteria or their standard. If God can use a donkey to speak to protect a prophet, God can use a baby to speak to you to get your life in order. Father God, we'll have ears to hear your spirit eyes to see what you see. Help us not look on the outer anymore, but let us look at the heart of man. And the only way we can look at the heart of man is to have you in our hearts and have an ear to hear what the Spirit says. And we can step back and say, Yes, Lord. Nevertheless, not thy will be done, but let your will be done in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ooh, we kind of went over. Lord have mercy, but it was good. I haven't even 
tapped in to the other areas. But hey, next week, I'll see you next week. Monday night, throw it out. 10 o'clock. Until this is over. Or until God says shift it. But I pray that it's been a blessing to you. I pray that you start to see some things happening around you. You you can identify how the enemy is coming so cunningly. He want to entrap us because he can't find nothing else. You know? You know, so he, he, he used eating and he used money and he used projects and visions and he used all the good things to entrap us. I even see where God's going to begin to put a lot of people on fast. When the last time you had a good fast? Hey. You know, with this new vein, inconveniences will happen. But don't get discouraged and don't start murmuring and complaining. Say, nevertheless, thy will be done. All right? Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm done. That's it. So now I'm about to come by you and turn the camera around so I can see and say hi to everybody. Okay? But I pray you was able to see this better and not in reverse. Thank God for my pastor. And I also want to thank God for some very, very uh, awesome people that I had an opportunity to listen to a, a recording that was 10 years old, you guys. Around this time, it was in October, though, 2008, I went to Israel and a prophecy well, one problem. I've been having a lot of prophecies over me in my life since I've been saved, right? And to see the 10-year period from then to where I'm at now, to God be the glory. I just wept because I never thought that I'll be in this place back then. So I want to encourage you. Don't lose faith. Time. Oh, yeah, time is passing. You just make sure you keep on moving. Don't stop. Okay? And if you haven't started, start. Whatever dad is telling you to do. And while you're growing, grow in love. Grow in peace. Grow in meekness and kindness. While you're growing, while you're building, have that spirit of love and compassion. Care about people. Don't get caught into, don't get caught in the project. Don't get caught up into that. Get caught up into Papa that gave you the heart to do the project. Because as you go, people are going to come along. And no matter what we say, we need one another. You didn't get where you are by yourself. I didn't get here by myself. I had awesome men and women of God that helped pray me through. My bishop. Thomas Cole, pray me through. My apostle, Alice Martin, pray me through. Come on now. One of my pastors, Pastor Steph- uh, Derek and Stephanie Hicks. Come on now. My apostle who commissioned me and, 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 and sent me forth for this ministry, Redeemed by the Blood Ministries. Pastor K. Tolman. Then I got commissioned 
prayed over, received a mantle, a double portion, because I got two of the same mantles. I'm a, I'm a minister of Zion, underneath Gloria Zion International with Chuck Pierce. So I'm covered, and I'm going to stay covered. And because of that, God covers me and protects me. I want you to be covered, okay? All right. Ah. All right. Y'all know, get some music on. And um, I really appreciate the time, y'all. I really do. I appreciate y'all.
Sugar, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. 